0: You know, to be very successful, you only need to sell maybe 1%, especially if you're selling it for a couple thousand dollars. You're not worried about the 99%. You're only worried about that person who is getting it, that 1% who is getting it. You know, the difference between a very successful campaign and a poor campaign can be just fractions of a percent. It's all mathematics. So you don't have to please everyone. You're not going to please everyone. 99% are not going to buy or not going to sign up. Fire. Oh, yeah. This is Michael Sinoff with Michael Sinoff's Hard to in audio marketing secrets. Here's another consult with a lady named Rufina James. She is one of the foremost experts on voice coaching. And 15 years ago, she was marketing and selling and performing workshops for people who wanted to improve the quality of their speaking and their singing voice. She had a lot of her marketing developed, and until a tragic car accident, She's been unable to continue on. She's now feeling better. She contacted me after ordering the Audio Marketing Secrets program, and we spent an hour on the phone discussing ideas on how she can develop her expertise and develop her product and, and put on live seminars. I hope you find this helpful, and let's get going.
1: Hello. Hey, Rafina. Hi. How are you? Pretty good.
0: All right, so tell me, you ordered the Audio Marketing Secrets, and you were able to go through the program?
1: And I've listened to how to take a $28 product idea.
0: What do you do currently, and what ideas do you have? What got you to order the product initially?
1: Well, hearing your talk on the call, I forget who was interviewing you, but you were talking about that you had all these recordings, and then how you dollar e ebook. and I've created some ebooks before, but they're... Have not been in the field that I want to pursue.
0: So, what got you to create ebooks in something that you weren't interested in or something you didn't want to pursue?
1: One, it was a method of marketing, you know, creating ebooks and then putting them up for sale, that type of thing. And two, I had been ill for many years, over 15 years, and I really didn't have the energy because if I wrote something in my field of expertise, I know that that would bring me clients, and I did not have the energy to do it, clients. And now I do, and I want to go back to what I'm trained in and what my expertise is. First,
0: before we get to that, now I want to hear about your expertise, how did it go with the photography book and the other one?
1: Well, the photography book had an initial good surge and then just sort of slowly dwindled.
0: Down to nothing?
1: Practically, not exactly. Every so often there's another surge because someone's giving a class. Like I had a great lady doing a class for seniors who called me and... We worked out a deal, and per class bought a lot, and then another woman who interviewed people was doing an interview series on photography, transformation, interviewed me, and we had some sales, and you know things like that. So what did it sell for? Twenty-nine ninety-seven, I believe.
0: So did you sell a couple hundred of them?
1: At least. Good.
0: It's a pretty automatic system, right? Yes. Well, that's nice. Did you do it through ClickBank? Yes. Well, good. So, I mean, that's one idea. You could take that and add value to it and increase the price and still have it on automatic pilot. A couple hundred of them. Them at twenty-nine dollars is a lot different than a couple hundred of them at two hundred and ninety-nine dollars.
1: Well, I was thinking of lowering the price.
0: Why would you do that?
1: Do you get more sales? That may be a myth, you know, because you got to test everything. I tested that, and I didn't see any difference in sales. But it wasn't like there were hundreds of sales. You could lower
0: the price and double the sales but you still come out the same way. You just have twice as many headaches. True. So you could increase the price and add value by adding audio content. You may want to do Five little interviews with experts who are making money doing photography.
1: Well, actually, I have two new ones I should add to it. One is my interview with the woman that was doing photography and transformation, and the other one is with a photographer who is an orchid grower. In your sales letter, you can say, in
0: addition to this, you're going to get an interview with this person, this person, this person. You know, you by adding audio interviews, add them to the product and build value and charge more.
1: I will look at that.
0: Okay, so let's get into what's your expertise and your passion.
1: I started out teaching voice. I have a master's degree in vocal pedagogy which is voice teaching. I'm a singer and I used to teach at the college level to have private students and do workshops and vocal coaching for people from all fields because Mm -hmm. speakers lose their voice a lot. And so My specialty was showing people how they could preserve their voice, how not to lose their voice, to gain the skills that they need to be able to speak for hours and hours without tiring, without any vocal strain at all. Since then, I would say my skills have expanded and I'm teaching a workshop called Voice Power Mastery which goes into a very specific, very demanding breathing technique which not only gives you breath control and power like never before, but it also connects you to the quantum field as you speak. If someone's serious about it, it can create such a dynamic flow of energy. It's really something that... Your normal speakers have no familiarity with. Nobody has any familiarity with this, which is the problem that I'm running up against because I explain it to people and they immediately translate it to something that they think they understand which is not it at all, which is like such a watered-down version of it. I mean, When I say you can really manage the flow of the energy of the room, they think, oh, managing the room means how to deal with people who are heckling or are a problem Mm -hmm. or think they know everything. No, that's not what I mean. And I mean something, a quantum step beyond that.
0: Well, see, you understand it, and you're trying to explain something so far off from their imagination that many people don't have the comprehension. They're going to make judgments. They're going to think that you're off the wall. That, oh, people are going to make judgments based on a word. You know that. Yeah. So you've got to talk in their language. You know, Even though you know what it's going to do, you've got to under and talk in a language that will make sense to them. You've got to talk to benefits that will uh, benefit them. If they believe that heckling and problems from the audience is something they want to solve a problem to, you need to integrate that and show them some ways to deal with that and relate it to your voice training. And, you know, you've got to talk in their terms. You've got to put yourself in their shoes and tell them what they want to hear and relate it to what your product. So if they get your product and they start using the exercises and the training, then all the stuff you're explaining to me, which you know, to be true will all be evident to them.
1: Now, the other thing is that this particular technique cannot be taught through videos or tapes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. This part has to be one-on-one.
0: So they're live workshops?
1: They're live.
0: Do you see yourself concentrating nationally, internationally, or locally?
1: Internationally is fine. Locally doesn't work. I live in Northern California. There just are not enough people who are seriously interested or into this field to actually grasp sports.
0: So you know the market a little better than I do. How, how big of a problem is this for speakers?
1: Well, It's a big problem, but they don't know it. That is the problem that you've got. People are in denial about their speaking problems. Speakers are in denial. I will speak to speakers who are completely hoarse, completely hoarse, and they tell me, oh, it doesn't usually happen. I'll be better in a couple of days. This is not a normal problem, and it is a normal problem, and they don't get better as quick as they think, but they keep telling themselves that they will. Only a few of the really brass tacks do they finally admit I have a problem I have to do something about. I have to learn something. I have to put some effort in this.
0: That's like selling people viral burglar alarms before they've been robbed.
1: It is. It's, it's
0: really going to be ten times harder selling a preventative, and that sounds like what you're selling is a preventative, than it is a solution, you No, know, even though the preventative is the solution.
1: Well, it is a solution. I had one guy sign up for my workshop a couple of months before the actual workshop, and the day before the workshop found out that he had a polyp and a torn vocal cord, mm-hmm. and he couldn't take the workshop. He couldn't speak. He'd been in denial the entire time.
0: So let me ask you this. What would you price these trainings for? Do you have any idea?
1: Right now, they're priced at about 7.97, but I want to go up. How much course
0: material is there when you're put on a seminar? How long does a seminar last? Three days. I suspect a lot of exercises and stuff. Yeah,
1: it's a boot camp. You're on your feet working almost the entire time, breathing, taking deep breaths. You're working muscles. You're finding muscles you didn't know you had, and you're trying to get them under conscious control. It's invigorating, but it's tiring. Have you done some live ones? Lots. How many people have you put through your trainings? I don't know. As a six-week course, which gave people a week to work on the exercises. Was oh, that through, like, learning annex? Yes. I was in San Francisco, and it was through the Blue Bay School of Music mm-hmm. and my own private classes that I held in my home when I lived in San Francisco. But when I moved up here, there's just not enough people that are into this kind of thing. They really get. So who are your most if you're ravenous,
0: excited students? Singers?
1: I have not gone back to the field of singers just now. I'm working with speakers. Speakers? Yeah. Speakers. Could you help singers? Absolutely. I started with singers. And again, there with singers, you run into another kind of a wall, which is everyone thinks that their technique or their teacher is the best and only one, because of course every teacher is telling them that. So you have to get past that hurdle. You have to, they have to be willing to suspend belief and be open to a new thought. Because this, this breathing is quite radically different from anything that anyone has taught them. Mm-hmm. And it comes more from the Chinese martial arts than it does from Western ideas. Where did you get all your training? The different places. The bulk of my training was at Indiana University, which is considered one of the top music schools in the country, and it's certainly the top for opera. Are you an opera singer? Oh, yes, I'm an opera singer. That is not where I learned this breathing. Where did you learn it from? I learned this from a man who sang in Germany. Lots of American singers, especially in the past, used to go to Germany and have a career there because there's so much more going on there. And so when you sing Wagner, you have to develop really high-powered techniques because Wagner is very long operas and they're very sustained and they really require you to have stamina and ability way above and beyond even the normal singer, the Mm -hmm. normal opera singer. So techniques were developed and I believe they came from ancient ideas and ancient practices and were adapted to opera so that people did have the stamina.
0: So what was the effect on your singing before you integrated the breathing that you learned from this man in Germany or that German man who taught you, who learned it from you know way back martial arts or whatever? What did you notice happened so, to you?
1: Here's what happened. I had had some students who studied with him that told me about it. What did they tell you What happened? They learned it from him and said it was great and I just didn't believe it. And then I had an automobile accident. I was rear-ended by a mm-hmm. school bus when I was at a stop at a stop sign so the bus just didn't stop and consequently not only did i bash up my back and get a concussion and all i got a whiplash and tore all the muscles in my trachea and my neck for several times then of the trachea after i regained consciousness and came out of the car i couldn't speak at all also my ribs were really bashed up because I had flew a little in the car and hit the roof and then came down and with a bang and broke the seat and actually the entire bottom of the car fell out. What happened was that I had been using good breathing techniques for me, but it was basically up the diaphragm and above. It was a lot of work with my ribs. I never could do it again because of the pain in the ribs. I never could do it again and because I had herniated discs from that accident, etc. So here I was. What was I going to do? First of all, I couldn't sing. I had to regain my voice, and that took several years. And that was an experience in itself because I had to actually start from square one. I had nothing. And by slow, careful work and really paying attention to it, Every couple of weeks, I regained a note or two. And so very gradually, I gained my notes back, but it took seven years to get the high notes. Mm-hmm. Seven years is a long time. You know? But what was I going to do breathing-wise? Because I just couldn't stand the pain mm-hmm. to do the old breathing technique. So I finally threw in the towel and said, okay, I'm going to go study with this man and learn this technique. So I went and I learned this technique. It was excruciating because I was in pain every minute. I mean, like you're working with involuntary muscles, etc. and I didn't think I could do it. It was just so, so difficult for me. But I continued slowly, slowly, and continued working, it, continued working, it, and finally I got it. It started to work for me, and magic started to happen. What happened is that all of a sudden I had breath control like I never had before. I had power. I just started to make people cry all the time when I sang. It was just such a realness for the tone it just adds depth to the tone that I was able to sing a lot of mezzo roles which I had to anyway because I didn't have the high notes then but I was a soprano and all of a sudden I was singing mezzo and people were convinced I was a mezzo even though I knew I wasn't and eventually I went back to the soprano register Have not lost that low register because of the depth that it added to my voice but it also became easier to sing the high notes it just took me a long time to actually really get this breathing because of all the physical pain that I was going through and recovery that I was going through but I did and I would say that this breathing technique is far superior to anything that I had ever tried and I was a student of breathing techniques. i tried quite a few of them.
0: Did you trace this technique back to martial arts or ancient Chinese?
1: Well, I have through reading books and reading about the martial arts, but there aren't really too many people alive that I could ask. At the time, I wasn't thinking in terms of that. Now, I all of a sudden realized, and I started to put two and two together, but of course the person who taught me is no longer here, and really the masters have pretty much died out.
0: When you explain to a student, is it something really different? Or they say, oh, that's no big deal?
1: It's quite different. Now, some could still say, well, that's no big deal, you know, just because they don't understand it, especially singers, because fingers study breathing techniques, and it is unconventional, and it, it involves the entire body in a different way. They're not used to that. They're just used to, like, the diaphragm and maybe a little bit above or below that, but that's about it, and this involves the entire body, so, of course, they're skeptical. With speakers, they don't really know. They have not studied too many other breathing techniques. It's new for speakers just to use a breathing technique is a new concept for speakers anyway. And it wouldn't be a breathing technique that an average speaker would need. If you're doing a bunch of teleconferences, you don't really need this breathing. just a, a workable breathing technique. I hear teleconferences, and they're so awful. I mean, I hear audios, and they're just, oh, my God, people have no clue. They don't have any concept of how weak they are or why they get hoarse. I'm in some membership site, and someone spent a couple of days, creating audios for the membership and got horse and couldn't do his teleconference well there's no reason for that there's no reason anyone needs to get horse from speaking for any length of time and i did it because i taught school to 100 kids at a time i would have to do classes to 100 kids at a time they do these things in california and the first day i got horse right away and i thought oh what am i doing i know what to do <laughs> i just wasn't doing it so I put in to practice my breathing technique, never got worse again. They would bring the kids into a loud cafeteria, in you know, a gym, where you know how sound reverberates. The doors were open to the outside, a busy street with trucks going by constantly, all day long. Plus, the windows to the kitchen were broken, so they couldn't close the kitchen, and the noise of the pots and pans clanging constantly. And I had to talk above that and be heard without a microphone to 100 kids who were squirmy. I mean, once I applied what I knew, it was no problem at all. And I did this every day, all day long for years. And there was no strain whereas other teachers would just be finished. Their voices would be shot in no time at all. So it, it is an amazing thing. But again, this technique takes commitment, and it takes someone who understands how it would Help them. So it has to be a person who is at a high enough level that they speak to large groups and they understand the power of connection, of really, really connecting, and they know that if they could manage the energy in the room and their breath better, that that would transform they're speaking and very few people are even at that level so what I'm thinking of doing is a project because I'm hearing internet videos infomercials are becoming really popular audios happen for quite a while but infomercials are really becoming popular and I just hear people just doing so poorly I mean how else can I say it they don't have a clue they don't have a concept of what they could do vocally. You either hear these droning monotones or you hear people who are just talking like this and their voice is completely flaccid and going nowhere and you can't even hear them. Or you hear errors. They'll talk in some kind of a speech pattern where they drop off the ends of the sentences, all kinds of things going wrong so I'm thinking well I could do a series mm-hmm. about how to create audio and video how to use your voice to your best advantage right. in fact I'm, I'm thinking of calling it Speak Better Sell More
0: yeah that's good to put it in money terms if you could speak better come across more powerful you're more convincing more in tune you're going to sell more product
1: and you sound more intelligent
0: mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely I'm with you on the audio I ditto that there's a lot of very poor audio out there I focus a lot on editing my audio recordings mm-hmm. the unedited stuff these live teleseminars, seminars you know, they're cracking jokes, they're monotone, there's no excitement, they're very poorly done.
1: It's like a field that is so ripe with ignorance that it's painful, but the people doing them don't seem to care. And a lot of them still make good money. But if you're a big-name marketer, a really successful marketer because of your marketing techniques, people will look past the poor delivery just to to get the information. And also you're connecting with other people who are more logical, left brain types who really don't care that much about how well you deliver. They only care about the emotion. But in other fields, they're not as forgiving. Speakers have to
0: go up there and sound good. That's very important for speakers. So back then you had some success. You had a six week course where people pay through that when you were doing we it. I don't
1: remember anymore. So you have all your course material, right? Somewhere. I remember. I know what I was
0: doing. If you had 10 people say, yeah, I want to go to this training, you could put together the training for okay. three days. Oh, yeah. Right, so you've got your product right there.
1: This summer I did it several of them, actually. No, I always
0: think about leverage. There's nothing wrong with doing a live training, and especially since you enjoy teaching, that's fine. But I'm also looking for ways you can leverage it. What if you did put on a live training and you had a videotape? Would a videotape session of a live training be beneficial? You know,
1: parts of it, but you have to find those muscles unless they have to feel where those muscles are. On me, I find that if they're using the right ones or not, you can tell them a hundred times and they're doing the wrong thing. They didn't get it yet. And I have to be there actually determine if they've caught it or not. So you okay. need to sell a live training
0: where people come out to the training. You said 795. What would you like to make from this venture? If this was what you were going to put all your focus into and you're healthy now and you can put these trainings on, you're in San Francisco? No. Where I'm are
1: you? North of
0: Sacramento. Okay. Where would you do the training if it was ideal? Would you do them where you are? Where could people fly into?
1: San Francisco. But L.A. is the best.
0: So let's say you wanted to put together this live training. What do you want to make from this? I know you love it and you're passionate about it. How important is the money to you?
1: Well, everybody needs money, so I wouldn't mind making a good six-figure income out of it. You need marketing.
0: You need to get your message to potential prospects. Anyone who's a speaker, who else would be your market besides professional speakers who make their living speaking? Preachers. Preachers and pastors.
1: Politicians, but I don't like working with politicians. They're just a slimy two faced bunch. Sometimes teachers, but it's hard for teachers to come up with good money. But they desperately need it. A lot of them do. Mm -hmm. And singers, of course. The first class is the same for singers and speakers.
0: See, I like singers. I'll tell you why. Because you've got American Idol for the last five or six years. It's coming on again. There's people who who believe they have a lot of talent and would like to work on that and have a dream of being famous.
1: Here's another cog in the wheel. This kind of breathing, it just frees the voice and it supports a really good production of the voice, not so much belting.
0: Could you modify it for singers?
1: I would rather work with classical singers. I don't really want to work with rock, pop, that style.
0: How many classical singers are there out there?
1: There's a lot of classical singers. You'd be surprised. But the only way that I can really attract classical singers is by going out there and proving that I sing really, really well. And now for the last... 15 years, I have done almost very, very little singing because of my health. But now I'm better, and I plan to do a series of recordings.
0: That's a good idea. I
1: just have to. That's the only way. There's no other way to win them over. How many
0: classical singers do you think are out there?
1: There are thousands, but... They're enrolled in universities. They're enrolled in schools, music schools and universities. If you were to listen to
0: a speaker speak live or a recording, could you do a good review on his presentation and offer advice to him on ways he can improve it, simple things that you could demonstrate? Sure. Remember you had a website. What was that website you were on?
1: VoicePowerMastery.com. I don't have a whole lot on it right now. I do have two calls. That I did to promote the first of the summer series, or the spring workshop that I did. So I've left those two calls on, and people can opt in and listen to it. And what did those
0: calls go over?
1: It was myself and Susan Lango who taught one with me, who is a doctor of oriental medicine. And she was going into a lot of the energetics behind it. And so it was both of us on the calls. I think the second call was just me, actually.
0: Well, I think you should go for it. You're certainly an expert. You have something to say. You have something to teach. You know, when you're feeling a little bit better, if you get some of those recordings, you can demonstrate it and prove it. I think you need to proclaim yourself as the world's expert voice coach for speakers and classical music singers or whoever your market is. Proclaim yourself as the expert. In the recordings, are you demonstrating your voice power?
1: A little bit. On the second one, I do just a few very preliminary techniques just to improve people's connection to the voice. Mm -hmm. Do you do all your own
0: computer work?
1: Yes. I mean, we're musicians, my husband and I. We have recording equipment. I edit audio. It's quite easy for me to record a teleconference. That second one, my recorder broke, and I pressed the button, and it didn't work. Towards the end, I discovered that and somehow got it to work and then sent it to repair. One of the listeners taped it from their speakerphone, so I just used that. It was a really good recording, but, I mean, as far as the content goes. But the quality of the second one starts off terrible because I just had to use this recording from a speakerphone. Does it clear up after a while or is the whole
0: recording like... It
1: clears up just at the end, about the last third. But I'm going to do these again. I'll do some more calls later. So who did
0: you send to this ideally? Are you pitching anything on these recordings? Uh, Yeah,
1: my workshop. And
0: what's the offer on the workshop? I
1: pretty much removed that offer from the tape and put the tape back up. But the offer was that they'd get a special deal if they signed up right away, that they'd get a discount. So it was a workshop
0: for them to come to your home?
1: In L.A. Oh, in L.A. And then you went down to L.A. to do it. How uh-huh. did it had go? Great. How many people came? Six. I can only work with small groups. You are limited to the groups. I am. Yeah. So what's I the can. most
0: you can work with?
1: Uh, the most I've ever worked with was about 22. That was in a six-week course. And I don't even know that I could do 22 in a three-day. Well, possibly, because then everyone pairs up and they work with teams. Would your husband help you put it on? He, she sure would. I would need his assistance.
0: When you pitch this, who are you pitching it to?
1: These were pitched to speakers. How did you
0: get the message to the speakers?
1: I advertised call through seminar announcer, and I also had just taken Harvecker's Train the Trainer too, so I had some people from there.
0: Wait, what's the seminar announcer?
1: Seminar announcer. Yeah. You just go to seminarannouncer.com. Hmm. You can advertise your call. It's a listing. Of calls. If your call is free, they don't charge you anything. If you charge for your call, they'll charge you a small percentage. And it goes out to anyone who opts into their list and on their website.
0: How many people do they have on there?
1: You can get about 30 to 50 people on wow. call just from them alone.
0: Wow, that's pretty good. I'm going to have to check that out.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a good service. You know, like I said, if your call is free, then you don't have to pay anything for the announcement. They send an email once a week, and then people can browse their website also into different topics, sign up for for that they interested in. It looks like you got everything in place. I mean, you know what you want to do. You're certainly an expert. What do you think
0: you need to do to make this happen on a larger scale other than marketing?
1: Well, I need to, I need to do concerts and recordings to prove my ability as a singer. And see, the thing is, I'm no longer young and most of the time young singers that go out there and start a career and I basically had to give up my career because the last time I came from Europe I just realized I was too ill to go back. In a way that's good because these days the singing techniques that people learn don't last. Singers go out there and in a matter of a few years they're finished. It's really sad. They wear out their voice. Like especially tenors they go out there and within a matter of five to six years they're finished. That's as long as their career is. And not so long ago, we had Placido Domingo, we had Pavarotti, who lasted 40 years. They sing for 30, 40 years. And now, a tenor's lifespan is maximum, is six. That's pathetic.
0: Well, what was Pavarotti and these guys doing Did everyone else was? They were doing the
1: same breathing technique I teach. Okay, so that's an angle. Do you know Pavarotti was doing it? Yes.
0: And who else?
1: And Domingo. And really all the great. But they taught it to a few students who went out to sing and have careers. Not very many people teach this anymore. It's sort of a lost technique. And as far as speaking goes, it's a total lost art. Really good speaking is completely a lost art. I feel like I'm restoring the real art of teaching and speaking. And that's my mission. Because people have gotten to the point where it's all mental. They're conveying information, but it's all on the mental level. And really powerful speaking and singing is not on the mental level. It's deeper than the emotional level. It's on a completely different level. If you can access that as a speaker or as a singer, then you become great. It's really that simple. Now, it's not so simple to access that. You have to work hard to get there. But if you know that's the goal that you want to reach and you know the route to getting there, you'll probably get there.
0: How about all these Toastmasters, the national chapters of all the Toastmasters? masters that's got to be huge
1: it is huge. I have not had the energy to go to meetings. I'll tell you that, and I don't know that I have. You've got to you use
0: marketing to leverage yourself. You need someone interviewing you, the world's greatest voice and speaking coach there ever was, who teaches the lost art of breathing, the same techniques Pavarotti and Domingo uses. And ask yourself this. Why are they still around if they've been singing opera for 40 years while the average lifespan of a tenor is four? You know, you could leverage off their names that they've used to see technique used by Pavarotti, you need your story. You need to position yourself as an expert. You need an audio interview of your story about you know, what you were doing 15 years ago and then you were rear-ended by a bus in a terrible accident. You tore your vocal cords and just the story of how you tried to get your voice back. And Actually,
1: I have that, but it's on a private membership site of someone else's. Did someone interview you? They did. Is it a good interview? Yes. It's actually quite good.
0: Who interviewed you on that?
1: Someone you probably have never heard of, but nonetheless, you have tremendous enthusiasm, asked tremendous questions. It was was a really fun interview.
0: How long did it last? Uh,
1: Probably an hour and a half, or maybe an hour and 20 minutes.
0: If you can get the rights to use it and use that interview, do you go into selling a little bit about the technique and your breathing and all that? Yeah, I do. What was the purpose of that interview? To sell?
1: It's a a, a membership site that trains speakers. And so it's kind of a leadership for speakers. And they were considering me for a training that they did in November, but they had already had everyone booked. So probably it might be next year.
0: Did that interview on that private membership stimulate any interest at all? Any calls? Any emails?
1: I wasn't trying to promote it. Do you know
0: how many members accessed it? No. Well, that may be something you could use. So you need, with your ability to edit, you could take the end of it and add an offer. You need your story. You need to maybe get that interview transcribed. You've got some writings. Either pay a copywriter, someone really a good writer, to take your story and use the transcripts about your story and just tell your story and where you are today and what you want to do and what you've put together and what you can offer. Come up with a risk free offer, you know, you want to charge a couple thousand bucks for it, maybe three, twenty nine hundred, you could break it down into payments. You know, if you're talking to the right person who has that passion. I mean a professional speaker who's selling from the platform, that's peanuts. If you can demonstrate and teach him at this training. Now
1: that's level one. I actually plan two more levels. You really have to go to level one and two to get a really good working ability with it. Right. What's level
0: one, the first training?
1: Level one is just the basics. It's the real boot camp. So
0: you can sell the boot camp at a lower price and then uh, while you're there offer an upsell for level two. What's the level two?
1: The level two is refining it. Mm-hmm. More control It's how to actually apply it and use it in your speaking to make sure that you're getting down to that core level of connection all the time. In how many days? It would be about three days as well. I haven't taught a level two in a workshop format. I've done that with private
0: students. Then do you charge more for that?
1: What I thought I'd need to do is teach a whole bunch of level ones first, and then out of that will come enough to do a level two, and I'll figure it out then. How much
0: value is there in the level one and compared to the level two?
1: You've got to learn the basics. You can't go to level two unless you do level one. You could just work it out on your own and really commit it, but it would be so much faster if you just took level two and got input, you would just sail through this. You found your really committed people
0: who went through level one were eager to do level two. Yes. Well, what percentage would you say? If you taught ten? How many people did you find really wanted to stick with it and move on out of ten?
1: Right now, I haven't done any level twos because I have not been teaching for a long time. For about 15 years, I haven't actually taught. Mm-hmm. So before that, I had a lot of people who would want to continue privately, and Now it's starting up again. I can't even say.
0: You create all kinds of offers. I mean, you could do a free level one, a very low entry point free, and upsell to level two for a higher end. You could do a $700 level one and then upsell to level two. Or you could offer a level one and level two at the same Choose level one and two, two seminars at two different dates and pay up front and get a discount that you could offer it all different ways. You can offer a risk reversal where they don't risk anything. They can pay for everything up front, their credit card. They can choose to get all their money back, you know, by noon of the second day.
1: That's a tough one because it's hard. The other thing is when you're breathing deep, Mm -hmm. people run up against their traumas. They're emotional baggage. Mostly people want to run, and I take them through. I keep them there and get them through it. But at that point, I could see a lot of people running.
0: Look, they've already made the trip. If they've committed, they've said they want to do this, and you prepare them for it and let them know that here's what you can expect at the beginning. We're going to be doing a lot of deep breathing. And some of you are going to come across some emotional baggage, and you're going to feel like running. And I'm going to tell you this before we even start. So You let them know.
1: I do, and I do, and I tell them, and I tell them. And you know what? When it happens, it's a shock. Mm-hmm. Because while I'm telling them that they're thinking, no, no, not me. I don't have those problems. Well, everybody has those problems. And, I mean, I have taught this for a long time, and believe me, it's always a shock. So there's no way to get around that. You can tell them tell you're blue. It doesn't matter. When they get the experience, it's a whole new thing.
0: You don't have to offer money back guarantee, then.
1: Yeah, I think that it's better not to.
0: (laughs) Go for it. I think
1: you can do it.
0: There's no doubt. You need a good selling message, and you need to have it up online. On your website, you need to convert those audio recordings really accessible. Any recording you should transcribe, do what I have, have it into transcript, because most people will download MP3 files, and they'll listen to it as an MP3 that they can put on their iPod or a digital MP3 player. So you need someone to interview you, really get your story, and you need to think about your offer of what you want to do, what you want to offer, how much, level one, level two, what your offer is, and write out a script of what that is, and tack that on to the end of the recording that that membership site has of yours, or do a whole new recording. Have your husband interview you about your story, outline an interview of your story and how you got to where you are. And at the same time, in that interview, you want to sell someone on all the benefits that a, a professional speaker would get from your training, or a singer, or you know anyone who you're approaching for your marketplace. It's no different than what you're doing. You're just going to do it on a different scale. You know, once you know who your target is, once you have a selling message, an audio recording that introduces you and your selling message, you need to get that message out. Whether it's having an announcement to Toastmasters uh, or sending a postcard out to potential prospects. You've got this National Speakers Association. You could join that and probably get access to their mailing list. You could use telemarketing to call on speakers. You know, if you hired out a telemarketing firm or some lady working from her house, pay someone seven, eight, nine dollars an hour. Hour to pick up the phone for a couple of hours every morning and call on the list of speakers. They can say, "Hey, this is Marcy calling on behalf of Rufina. Rufina is the world's foremost expert on voice coaching and speaking, and she'll be doing a free teleseminar. Where it doesn't have to be a live teleseminar; it could be your recording of that great interview that you put on. And you can invite people to learn more about your message, just like my site. I have lots of free content on there for people to listen to. And when someone listens to something that piques their interest, just like you listen to. A Mark Joyner interview, him interviewing me, you got interested. The same method that why we're talking right now, you need to do. Yes. Are you a Symbolology member? I am. Okay, so that was a Mark Joyner interview. You know, he's positioned as an expert. I was his guest. I got the leverage of him introducing me to his list. You listened. You went to my site, you ordered the product, now we're talking more. Now, generally, upsell. I would encourage you to let me interview you about your story because that's what I'm an expert at doing in creating an audio infomercial and a sales message that's compelling, outlines who you are, why you're an expert, why someone should consider your training, and what that means for them. You know, because I've got the sales experience and I know what buttons to push, you know, through the interview. I'm selling, interviewing you as well. And I charge a couple thousand dollars for that service. It's called an interview that audio infomercial. It's basically like hiring a, a copywriter to write out a whole sales letter. And that's a route you can do. You know, you can hire a copywriter for a couple of thousand bucks.
1: Well, I write copy myself. I just haven't gotten to doing it.
0: So you can write your own copy. Really outline your story and the benefits of what you have to offer. And make an offer, and then you need to get that to prospects. And it sounds simplistic, and it is, but you just got to do it. The
1: trouble that I've run across is disbelief or not grasping what I'm talking about because they have preconceived notions, and they think, well, I know that already, or I've heard about that.
0: Then you mention that in your copy, and you're not going to sell everyone. You know, to be very successful, you only need to sell maybe one percent. Especially if you're selling it for a couple thousand dollars, you're not worried about the ninety-nine percent. You're only worried about that person who is getting it, that one percent who is getting it. You know, the difference in a very successful campaign and a poor campaign it can be just fractions of a percent. It's all mathematics. So you don't have to please everyone. You're not going to please everyone. Ninety-nine percent are not going to buy or not going to sign up. And once that message is automated on your website and the audio is easy to play and the transcripts are easy to read and easy to download, that's all set up. Then you have a delivery machine to deliver your compelling selling message, whether it's in print, transcripts, or audio and all of the above. And then you concentrate on getting people to that site, whether it's doing seminars or using direct mail or using telemarketing or all those things.
1: That's an easier product to start with. The one thing I noticed is I did a couple internet marketing products and you know you can get established quite quickly on internet in what you do and then you're stuck with it. (laughs) And I'm going, hmm, I didn't want to go further into that because I didn't want to be branded with just one thing.
0: You're not really stuck with it.
1: No, I guess you're not, but, but, you know, I'm ready to do this now. Well, shoot me an email.
0: Let I me mean, know if I can help you any other way. I hope this has been helpful for you. Yeah, it has. Thank
1: you so much. No, I think
0: you got a good thing going. Let's just do it and develop it. You know what to do. You've done it before. And make sure you don't undercharge and just go for it. All right. All right, bye-bye. All right. That's the end of this call with Rufina. I hope this has been helpful to you, and please make sure you listen to all the other recordings. It's Michael with Michael Seminars.com and another bonus tip. How would you like to turn your $28 book or ebook or even a concept in your head into a $3,900 information product? I'll provide you the secrets on how to do this if you'd like a completely free 30-day trial of my system for turning your simple book or even just a concept in your mind into an information product that you can sell for $97, $197, or even as much as $3,900 or more. This system includes a whole range of tricks and tips to help you pass your audio program full of great stories that take control of your listeners' brains. My information product creation system comes with my personal guarantee that you'll create an information product worth from 97 to 497 that's designed to sell like hotcakes. This is a 30-day free trial. If you'd like information on this, please email me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line, write in all caps, 28 book and I'll email you information on how to turn your $28 book or even a concept in your mind into a $3,900 information product. Hi, this is Michael Senoff with Michael Senoff, Here is another bonus tip in a valuable service that I offer to select clients. If you can talk into an ordinary telephone, you can be selling your own high-priced audio programs in as little as seven days. This is the easiest way on earth to create a series of powerful audio recordings for your own information product. I call you on an ordinary telephone and interview you live on a series of related hot topics about your niche subject. I take care of all the editing, all the technical stuff, and I give you the finished MP3s or WAV files and audio transcripts. I only have time to give this deluxe personalized service to a few more carefully selected clients. If you're interested in developing and creating your own valuable information products that you could have complete in as short as seven days and be selling for as high as $300, $500, even $3,900, please contact me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line of your email, please write Info Product Information in all capital. Make sure I have your name and a way to contact you by phone, and we can talk about your specific ideas. Or you may call me at 858-274-7851. Hi, it's Michael Sinoff here with another bonus tip from Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. It's called an audio infomercial. Your audio infomercial, which I create for you, will sell more products of yours faster, easier, and for less cost than any conventional advertising method, and I guarantee it 100%. Imagine catching yourself at concert pitch talking about what makes your business or your product service unique. What makes it special? Imagine taking a professional recording of that perfect sales presentation that I create for you in giving it to your prospect as an audio CD or an Internet download from your website. I can do this for you faster than you ever thought possible with my personalized audio informational recording service. If you're interested in this unique service, please contact me at Michael at Seminars.com. In the subject line of your email, in all capitals, write audio information commercial and I will get back with you with more information. Hi, it's Michael Sinoff here with another tip from Michael Sinoff, HardToFindSeminars.com. This tip is one that is dear to my heart. And the reason why is because I know what a difference it can make for your business. It has to do with editing your audio recordings. If you are using audio online or offline to sell, market, and educate your prospects, this tip will be the most important tip you ever hear from me. Editing your audio content before you publish it to your site simply gets better results compared to unedited audio content. Think about this, a new song on the radio may be in the editing studio for months before it's released to the public. A new movie may take years in the editing process before it's released to the big screen or on DVD. Well written sales letters, online promotions, books and commercials are all meticulously edited to perfection before they are released. You would never dream of releasing an unedited version of any of these sales vehicles. So why would you publish unedited audio? Unedited audio content is abandoned by the listener faster, it produces less sales for you, and it actually destroys your credibility as a publisher. So why are we seeing so much unedited content proliferating the Internet? The reason is simple. There are very few people who offer audio editing services who know what they are doing. Editing audio is kind of like plastic surgery. It's part skill and part an art form. You need someone with both the skill to do it and someone who understands marketing and selling. A poor result can be gained by both a skilled surgeon as well as a good technical editor. Who you choose to do your audio editing can be one of the best investments in your business. It's hard to seminars.com we've been editing online and offline web content for 6 years we have perfected a proprietary editing system that has been proven to get your customers to listen to your audio content longer and to listen to it more often, resulting in more sales for you more often, and with clean edited audio, you can demand more money for your products and services. It's just like in life. You only have one chance to make a first impression. Every time you release and publish unedited audio content, you are projecting a poor, sloppy, I don't care attitude that turns your prospects off. Do your prospects a favor. Service them. Give them your best. Do them a favor by giving them professionally edited audio messages, interviews, teleseminars, and selling promotions by editing your audio. We provide full audio editing services that are fast and at a reasonable rate. We know that editing your audio content can easily pay for itself 20 times over. Call me, Michael Sunoff, for more information at 858 I'll spend some time on the phone with you. We'll determine what audio content you're publishing. I'll be glad to offer you a free consultation on my ideas. I'll review some of your audio, and together we'll come up with a solution that gets you better results. Thanks for listening.